0: I just learned you can't drink from the modern sink. Do tell. You used to be able to, if you were thirsty, like I was. I walk into the building, and I'm thirsty. We don't have drinking fountains, I think, because of COVID. <coughs> and so I was gonna get a drink from a sink in the bathroom. But because they don't have handles, you gotta have you gotta be able to trigger the infrared thing. Right. So I had to hold one hand under the infrared thing while I put my mouth underneath there, but it also triggered the soap dispenser. Oh, shorted soap out all over my arm and the <laughs> side of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that had been on video, you would have gone viral. Yeah. Live from Studio C. a <laughs> humor. Si, a dimly lit room deep in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, to kick off a brand new week. Wonder the tutelage of our general manager. I'm in a mood. And my mood is saying the general manager
3: is the free market. And I'll tell you why. The freedom-loving quote of the day, the first... Uh, Email from Mailbag. Woo! Each have to do, big finish, with uh, with the free market and the idea that we need to make an affirmative argument in favor of the things we believe instead of constantly having the conversation on the terms of the left. Whether it's the radical woke left or the socialist left or the big government
0: left, it seems like we're always playing defense. Yeah. That's on the a back foot. That's a good one. Good one. I squirted soap all over the side of my head and my arm. (laughs) So. Oh, funnily, it was a TikTok. Got that to deal with. I'm using a lot of soap. Me too, Bernie. On my head. Yeah, funny you'd mention uh, that sort of thing. So um, I was just listening to, I believe it was an NPR report about how student loans are about to kick in for some people and how tragic it is. And there was not a whiff of. The like, I don't know, I gotta believe 70, 80% of America who doesn't want to pay for those loans like not a whiff just student after student how tough it's going to be for them to have to pay the loans i thought hey how about throwing one line for the tax oh they 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 had a college student quote you know i hadn't planned for having to pay for this at this point and i wanted to raise my hand as a taxpayer i hadn't planned on paying her loan either wow i hadn't planned in what sense you're counting on
3: joe biden getting elected first of all unlikely and secondly, that he would declare the loans, uh, you know, uh, persona non grata. What are you talking about? Baby?
0: I, I had as a taxpayer, I hadn't planned on paying all your loans either. But nobody even, nobody even acknowledges the other side of the equation. Well, and I heard
3: uh, could have been a different NPR report, but uh, they, they did mention that six mean and cruel and heartless uh, attorneys general from Republican states were filing suit against the thing. But they did not breathe a word as to the reasoning. Or why it was being challenged, or whether there was any merit to it. No, just that the cruel repubs were attempting to slap, you know, food out of the the mouths of poor uh, generation, whatever they are.
0: Millennials, Generation Z, whatever they are. Who are trying to ban the thumbs up (laughs) emoji. You'll get my thumb when you pry it off my cold,
3: dead rest of my hand.
0: And they caught that uh, serial killer in Stockton. we got to talk about that. Stockton, California, that's a a good one. Um, Let's start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Monday, October 17th, the year 2022. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then, let's leap into action precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here
3: we
1: go at Mark. i got to win in every facet of life. That's what winning is, and we, we... That's our natural odor. We don't even use cologne. Baby, we'll We smell like winning around him. That was
0: Dion Sanders from 60 Minutes last night, where they featured him where he is a college coach. I didn't even not know that. And I thought, man, that guy is built so differently than me. You were <laughs> hardly even both human beings. I was looking at it, He's just Mr. Energy, positive attitude, take on the day. And I just thought, I just, I wish I had 2% of that, but I'm more, hi, Dion, I'm more of a. I'm gonna try to just get through the day. I'm just gonna. I might take a nap if I can squeeze it in later.
3: <laughs> I'd like to avert disaster. What does that <laughs> yeah, smell like? Yeah, exactly. What was oh he God. talking about?
0: Can we play that again? Sure.
3: I
1: got to win in every facet of life. Okay. That's what winning is, and we—that's we, our natural odor. We don't even use cologne, baby. We win. We smell like winning around him. I
0: think it's just huh. a—you uh, know—it's just a—it's an attitude. It's a lifestyle. I have the lifestyle of muddling through, but he mm-hmm. has the attitude or lifestyle of being a winner. He seems to be hinting that if you have that attitude you put out some sort of scent. Some sort of pheromones. I think, it, I think it's more of a metaphor. An aggressive that. scent. No, you think? I don't know. I can't tell. You think he actually means you smell it? I don't I don't know. Maybe we are winning. We smell like
1: winning around him.
0: Hmm. That's not what I smell like. Yeah, we keep the fan going high in the studio to disperse the odor of well. I spell, smell like desperation and near failure. This is sick enough. I went to a comedy club uh, Saturday night. First time I'd done that in, geez, decades. Oh, my. And I'd forgotten how I can't just sit there and be a member of the audience and not take on the pressure of the person on stage. Oh. I do not have the ability to do that. And the people that were failing, there were like um, oh. seven different comedians probably overnight. And they they varied from like you know a couple of them were also the waitstaff. staff. They brought your coffee coffee and then they would do 5 minutes, you know. Ah, yeah. You know, really starting out and everything right. like that. And I admired that a lot. Hell yeah, that takes um, serious guts. And even if you're even if you're great, you have to suck. Um and I'm perfectly aware of that. But man, I just could not <laughs> speaking of the smell of failure. It's just like, you know, Couple, like a minute in, and the crowd's already turned on you and decided you're not funny, and they're starting to sweat, and it's just, oh, oh and no. it just kills me, and I wish I could just let that go. You
3: telling the story makes
0: me I sick. know it. Oh. I know it. <laughs> I know it. And then and then it's just it's just dead, and then people are starting to murmur, and the murmur's practically louder than their routine, and then they say, that's my time. I gotta go. I'm Jimmy, or whatever. Thanks, folks. You've been great. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Thanks
0: for your murmuring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, that is the smell of uh, Daryl Hammond was the uh, was ah. the, uh, uh kind of surprise uh, headliner, which I need to talk about later also because I wow feel Exciting. like feel like his life is taking a turn. But anyway, mm. how does a mailbag look? Oh uh, good, good, very, very solid to start the week. Cool. So we got all that on the way, and our text line is still four one five two nine five KFTC.
4: The
2: Armstrong and
0: Getty Show. So overnight, the bastard Putin continues to rain shells down on the good people of Ukraine, killing lots of innocents. Uh, he's a he's a jerk. But I, I tweeted out this picture yesterday. Did you see this? Picture of uh, some of the Russian conscripts who either, you know, couldn't or didn't, for whatever reason, uh, run from Russia before being contributed? What do you notice mostly about this picture of new Russian soldiers? My God, it looks like a
3: gathering of the fathers of Russian soldiers. What?
0: What, what is the average age it, there? It's
3: Dad's Day at boot camp.
0: Right. They're all like 50, in their 50s, Ugh. overweight.
3: Wow. What the hell? Well, and word is they'll get about three days worth of training, about two magazines worth of target practice, and then go.
0: Yeah, and they're, they're already dying in pretty high numbers, according to the New York Times over the weekend, but we have more on that coming up.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's a great deal going on, including the utterly reprehensible idea of Iranian drones raining death upon folks in Kiev, but uh, too grim, too grim. How about your
0: freedom-loving quote of the day? God, how would you like to be my age, and all of a sudden you're standing out there in a uniform with a kind of working gun, and you're about to... Of course, the good news is they don't have to train you, so I don't actually have to get in shape or do any of the running. (laughs) Well, I, I couldn't. Would, I would inform my commanding
3: officer if he's still on the battlefield because many of them have fled. Dude, I'm fighting right here. You tell me to fight over there, a hundred yards. It's going to take me quite some time to get there. So, <laughs> how about I stay
0: here? I would have to tell my commander, look, heads up. If I drop something, I'm not going to be able to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> and if we run
3: any sort of covert mission where we all have to be silent, there's going to be grunting. I'm sorry. Here's your. Oh, I said that already. Uh, This was passed along by uh, fabulous listener Lee from Adam Smith in one of the all time classics, uh, 1776, The Wealth of Nations, which I'm going to refer to again during hour two uh, in a, uh, a, what I think is a shocking expose of what America's museums are doing these days. But anyway, Adam Smith said, he generally, he indeed, neither in, you know what? I've, I've, I've edited this a little bit. Old timey people were so wordy. I mean, if if five, six words would do, they've got like 14 in their sentence. Lots of commas. Anyway, back to it. He generally indeed neither intends to promote the public interest nor knows how much he is promoting it by directing that industry in such a manner as it produces the greatest value. He intends only his gain, but he's led by an invisible hand to promote an end which has no part of his intention. By pursuing his own interest, he frequently promotes that of the society more effectively than when he really intends to promote it. The idea being, do your best, be as productive as possible, make money, build something, take care of your family, take care of your town, and good things will flow from
0: it. The invisible hand, one of the great concepts in uh, modern thought
3: Yeah, the New York Timesian notion that how long will car manufacturers hold on to these profits? They'll hold on to them until they're gone. The market will take care of it. Anyway, more on that to come. Mailbag, including this, Russ in Ohio, dovetails beautifully. On the topic of soulless capitalism, to paraphrase Thomas Sowell, one of the great things about capitalism is that it punishes the stupid or unjust automatically. A business which excludes a huge part of its market accidentally or on purpose will suffer by function of the market. The uh, unspoken assumption behind this, however, is that the market has to be composed of people who value truth, justice, and efficiency and vote their dollars accordingly. And this is one place, Ross writes, where libertarians often miss the mark soft peddling the battle for truth and justice in the culture to defend efficiency capitalism will not work. This is why capitalism's true enemies talk about how it is soulless constantly, but pour most of their resources into actively making it part of the so-called culture wars. Marxists couldn't out-efficient capitalism in the 20th century, so their plan in this one is to defeat it on the battlefield of morality. Many public libertarians are falling directly into this trap. Interesting. Yeah, so I think his point is... They've tried to so change the definition of what's good for society. Getting back to the Adam Smith quote, it's not productivity. It's not everybody having enough and there being law and order. It's this bizarre new woke idea of, of what's good and right. And then they apply those standards to corporations. Your, your Nikes and your, your Coca Cola's that come out all woke and crazy all of a sudden. And push for the all-star game to get moved, for instance. And that's why that was I, I, I was in that mood I was talking about. We need to affirmatively defend free markets as the most moral thing imaginable. Maybe that's just me. Chip writes, guys, thanks for recommending Kurt Vonnegut's Mother Night. Just read it cover to cover mm. in one shot. Outstanding piece of work. Jack actually recommended that to me 30 years ago, as I recall. That is a great book. Also thank you for not referring to it as Moby Dick that would have been very confusing based on the <laughs> context. And then he signs off with one of uh Kurt Vonnegut's uh, favorite phrases uh, and it is in Latin because I'm a latino. Non illegitim corborundum. Don't let the bastards get you down. Oh, good one. Uh, you know, I have not read reread Mother Night in many many moons. I read uh, Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle roughly every single year because I love it so much. I'm I'm overdue. I'll get back to that. Uh, on the topic of the metaverse, writes, who is this? Uh, M. So the metaverse looks like it's going to be a big flop, like all consumer VR products before it. Well, there are probably tons of military applications for VR, there doesn't seem to be much in the way of consumer applications. You know, I, I don't share his pessimism. I think for learning, educational opportunities, I think it could be big.
0: I think it could be, too. I'm kind of surprised it's not yet.
3: Touring the louver You know, going underwater to tour a uh, a reef or something like that, Um, going inside an aircraft carrier. I can think of a
0: thousand different things. Yes, swimming around the Great Barrier Reef since you can't probably do it yourself.
3: I certainly can't, getting back to the uh, age thing. Uh, Let's see. Most of us don't want to spend huge chunks of time wandering around in virtual space, completely disconnected from reality. I know I don't, but... Uh, So he says, but I like a challenge. So I started thinking about what people would actually want to use VR for. One idea I came up with is give people a chance to meet celebrities they could not otherwise meet, a virtual interactive fan club. So if you two had the opportunity to set up a virtual meet-and-greet with tech-savvy fans, would you do it? This assumes, of course, you have the full authority to kick troublemakers out of the event. Seems weird and, like,
0: off-putting to me. I mean, reminds me, as running through an airport... with My belt and my teeth the other day, hmm. uh, because I was, was gonna be close and somebody yelled out my name, and I thought, Oh, this is a good look. <laughs> <laughs> my pants falling down, um, uh, virtual reality stuff. You know, I got the Oculus for my kids for Christmas, and they're kind of into it for a while, and that's just sat gathering dust. So, really, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna make them be into it, but I, sure. I, I thought, it, you know. Didn't didn't spark their imagination the way I thought it would. So I'm a little surprised to hear that. I don't know if other people's kids or if older games, or I don't have any idea. Maybe we don't have the right games. But. Well, as I mentioned closer to
3: Christmas time, my two nieces, who are roughly the same ages as your sons, uh, they really enjoy playing this game where they make tacos like they're working at a taco restaurant. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> cool. A little minimum wage preparation. I was going to say, suggested my brother pay them $14 an hour for wow. their efforts, but... Uh... Let's see, uh, moving along. Oh, speaking of tech. (laughs)
0: That's funny. Here's a virtual reality game where you sweep a back room.
3: (laughs) Right. Dig a hole. You put the products in boxes as fast as you can and put them on the right conveyor belt while your Amazon supervisor yells at you. (laughs) That's a fun game. Speaking of tech, greetings from Ireland, writes Dr. Brian. Hello, Joe. Well, Jack's here, too. I listen to the show using the Overcast podcast app. Are they stealing from us, Hanson? All the podcasts I downloaded while in Ireland have ads for Irish people, completely different from what I get in Santa Cruz, California. I thought that was kind of interesting. That is one of the reasons the whole world of podcasting is uh, a good thing for those of us who create spoken word content, which is what I think we're supposed to call it. Because, you know, if you're ad in uh, Albuquerque listening to the show, they can target Albuquerque ads to you and, you know, likewise every town city and hamlet across america and ireland apparently
0: that reminds me i watched part of the hack which is all about the algorithms and the ads that you get and stuff like that have you seen that should Mm -mm. talk about that later it's freaking frightening we got a lot of frightening stuff for you if you're in a pretty good mood good thing you tuned in because we'll take that we'll wipe that smile right off your face brian in ireland ready for some ads for irish spring and guinness i'd assume that sort of thing Uh, if you missed an hour grab the podcast armstrong and getty on demand
5: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Republicans and Democrats alike are not focused on January 6th. 2%, just 2% of the advertisements from Republicans and Democrats are focused on January 6th. Crime, the economy, immigration even rank much higher when you look at the messaging across all these big battleground states. So I think Cheney, I mean, the the hearings were very important in, in, in. it demonstrated what actually happened on january 6th but most voters are looking forward and they're not paying attention to the hearings they're paying
0: attention to their pocketbooks. well I... that's really interesting so um not surprising at all uh i thought it was interesting the new york times had a big cover story i think it might have been their sunday lead story democrats spent two trillion dollars to save the economy and they don't want to talk about it making the point that Uh, people aren't feeling like any of that money helped them. So Democrats aren't out doubting it. Um, You'd think if you pass some of the biggest bills in our nation's history without a level of money, it'd be something you'd be out crowing about. But they're not. Well, I think the the elephant in the room or the lurking specter or
3: whatever you want to call it is inflation. I mean, it's just got everybody so terrified. You can... You can point out that, well, the the trillions of dollars we spend, it it kept us from going into a depression. Okay, yeah, I just saw 10% of my wealth disappear. So it's it's tough to get
0: past that. So here's some polling from CBS News that came out yesterday. Is the economy getting better, worse, or staying the same? Two-thirds say getting worse. Two-thirds of Americans say the economy, where it is now, as bad as it is, is getting worse. Mm. After spending... All those trillions of dollars. I saw Biden was out on the campaign trail over the weekend, still going with the the, the, the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, people are feeling the, the benefits. Wow. All right, all right. Okay. Do you, do you really think anybody's going with that? Wow. There's also, there. well, there's perceptions and then there's just facts. Gas prices in your area are going up, going down, staying the same. A month ago, majority of people said going down because they were. I mean, people people notice this stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. now two thirds of Americans, two thirds of Americans say gas prices are going up because they are, and that has an effect on you. I was listening to somebody, I don't remember who, but it was right about just the inflation and the gas prices and stuff like that. It just puts you in a mood. It, it's it's beyond the dollars you just spent on on bacon and gas, on your trip to the grocery store. It just puts you in a mood of like. How you feel about life and your future and everything. Well, right. And it's, there's a direct connection to the emotional part
3: of your brain, too. You can make an intellectual argument about one policy or another, maybe even, you know, how readily people should be able to get abortions. And people think about it and they, they come up with what they believe and stuff. But if you're strapped for money, you don't have to think about that. You don't have to be spun or argued or anything.
0: You're scared. You're stressed. And then uh, what's causing higher prices? The top three answers from registered voters. The biggest number, and this is good for the Democrats, I guess, was supply and manufacturing issues. They blame for higher prices. Uh, Followed by global factors. But at 47%, the third most popular answer was Democratic policies. Wow. I think... All those things are fair. Sure. It's a mix. But how how about you spend, whatever, $5 trillion, and half of Americans think your policies made things worse. Yeah, whoopsie.
5: Yeah,
0: And your
3: figurehead is a senile old fella who's always full of crap, and now he's not even good at
0: it. So anyway, that's exciting.
3: Uh, oh, you know, the other point I heard that I found uh, interesting, kind of similar topic, was that uh, a number of Democratic candidates, fairly prominent ones around the country, and, you know, all politics is local, blah, blah, blah. You got your, uh, I was following the Wisconsin uh, governor's race, although I can't name the blokes involved. Uh, too many states. Too many states. Who can keep track of them all? But the uh, Democrat is uh, facing increasing criticism like so many Democratic candidates around the country that he's just hammering abortion, that he's just fixated on abortion. And uh, they told the story of, uh, old what's his name, the Democrat in Wisconsin, uh, going to a big campaign event, and uh, an older fellow, a Vietnam vet, came up and he said, hey, more or less, I'm on your side and all, but... You, all you talk about is abortion. You gotta talk about the economy. That's what all of us are feeling. And the guy said, You know, thanks, thanks for your point of view. I appreciate that. Then he goes up front of the hall and gives a speech that just hammered abortion.
0: Yeah, we mentioned that last week that Bernie Sanders and James Carville, two old Democrats, were saying, Eh, we gotta lay off the abortion talk. People people are wanna hear about is the economy and inflation. They recognize that. It's the uh, it's the Twitter left that is guiding the whole abortion conversation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hey, speaking of polling, I don't know if we want to do it now or squeeze it in a little bit later, but uh, Nate Cohn, who's a, a pollster and a journalist for the liberal New York Times, was talking about the recent poll that showed Republican gains in the generic, uh, do you want to vote for a Republican or Democrat thing? And it's kind of about the topic, but it's more about how polls are done and how they round numbers up and down and mm. that sort of thing. I, as a guy polls? T- All of them. Okay, I believe that is true. Okay, um, uh, just in terms of the process of pulling and how it actually works, I found it interesting. I so would I'd like like to inflict that on you at some point.
0: By the way, as a guy who, as a masochist, watches the Sunday, well, you talk, run through airports with belts in your mouth, which has kind of a you know kind of an S and M feel. Which watches? Uh, I watch the Sunday talk shows. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg Ugh. was on a whole bunch of them speaking for the, uh, the administration. So they've clearly decided he's, and they're probably right. He's the most likable character to send out to talk to people. I mean, he just, for whatever reason, he just. I don't even think it's close. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and he's the transportation secretary. So he's on to talk about the economy and inflation and a bunch of different issues, but they got to send somebody out there that's not automatically reviled do we have edge 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 edge? they say do we have anybody
3: who's not hated anybody how about alejandro May- mayorkas oh he looks like he's about to come out of the shadows and stab humphrey bogart he hasn't told the truth since he was nine years old no who else we got how about uh kamala she's the vice president <laughs> funny funny who else we got let's be serious here people <laughs> yeah Yeah, Petey, who's, uh, 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 well, I almost dropped an S-bomb,
0: sure as sugar. I almost brought up 2024. Thank God I stopped myself in time. Yeah. Um, uh, So a bunch of different things I want to talk about today. But did you see uh, the the Chinese menu I tweeted out over the weekend? I did not. Uh, I have not spent as much time on the Twitter lately. That is probably a good idea. Mm. Um, uh, Walking around. Came across a Chinese restaurant, oh, check that out, look at their menu or whatever. And, and somebody, somebody, one of the responses, got lots of responses on this, but one of the responses was, hey, you stumbled upon an actual Chinese restaurant. So apparently that's what had happened, because here's here's just like one page of the menu. Yes. Um, And it's got the Chinese characters and then the English words underneath of what it is. Black beef tripe, beef or orata, a, aorta, I'm sorry, oh. beef aorta. Oh, Shimini. Beef honeycomb tripe, white beef tripe, chicken gizzard, <sighs> Yao Mei duck tongue.
3: Oh, how big is that? How many ducks do you have to have to get enough tongues to make a decent meal?
0: <laughs> that's true. I got to believe a duck tongue is pretty tiny. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's only nine ninety nine. Boneless duck feet, because that's the way I like my duck feet. Oh, Boned. Yeah, I hate when your <laughs> bones get caught in your teeth and everything. Boneless duck feet. I've never seen this stuff on a Chinese. I must be going to fake Chinese restaurants. Spam. Uh. Spam was on the menu. Wow. Fresh pork brain, pork kidney, (sighs) goose intestine, and then duck blood. Just a bowl of duck blood. Jiminy Christmas. Holy cow. (laughs) Good Lord. Just a bowl of duck blood. Is that what they eat at quote-unquote real Chinese restaurants? I guess. God, I'm about to vomit. This was one page, and there were like 10 pages, and it was all stuff like that. It was like stuff left over after you did the butchering. (sighs) And we just kind of scoop it into a pot and boil it up for you. Hey, th- was there any meat on this thing? A bowl
3: of duck blood. Eat up your eyes, uh, <laughs> lips, tongue, anus, and tail. Well, what about the meat? Was it The thing had a lot of thigh, right, or something? Oh, no, you want the thigh? Quiet. Here's some fresh brain. Chicken aorta.
0: Oh, gee, man. That's <laughs> killing me. I know it. Did oh. not eat there. That's. Not... <laughs>
3: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Chicken aorta.
3: Bowl Ch- of duck blood. I don't know it. why that's affecting me so much. I feel like I'm about to have an anxiety attack.
0: I like to dip my boneless duck feet in the duck blood. Oh, yeah. And then it's just like uh, a sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: God. And then it's, 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 it's just pop in the tongue to freshen my breath
0: at the end of the meal. Mmm. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. That nice. was not a place for a guy who wants sweet and sour pork. <laughs> that is not what that was. Sweet and sour pork what? <laughs> Eyeball? <laughs> We got every part of it in the world. What do you want? Except the parts you normally eat. Uh, Much more on the way. Stay with
5: us. Armstrong and Getty.
2: Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus Plus in President, Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh yeah, Kanye. He was he was out there this week. He's uh, he was talking under his new rap name, Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And on, on the on the heels of his White Lives Matter t-shirt, then he was talking about the Jews. <laughs> Not so flattering about the Jews this week. And he got locked out of Twitter, got locked out of Instagram. On the bright side, he is now the head of the
0: L.A. City Council. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So Kanye has announced he's going to try to buy Parlor, which is another one of those uh, sites kind of like Twitter. So there's, there's Twitter, there's the one Trump runs called Truth, and then there's Parler, which I'd forgotten existed, and Kanye's talking about buying that, so he has mm. a platform because he's rich enough to be able to do that sort of thing. I
3: remember for a time our listeners were urging us to get on Parlor.
0: Right. It seemed um, like a lot of work. At the time of his announcement, Ye had 91 followers on Parlor. So I mm. imagine he's hoping to increase that. Solid start. Yeah. From the
3: tiny acorn, the mighty oak grows. Jack.
0: Yes. Well, that reminds me. Let's see if I can find, put my hands on this. Did you see that? Are you following the whole Elon Musk thing? And and uh, I, I'm willing to admit right off the bat, I don't know what I'm talking about here. So if I say something that's wrong, it's just my guess. But so it came out over the weekend that Elon said, or I guess we had that on Friday. He said. Uh, I can't keep paying for this whole Internet Starlink thing here in Ukraine. I mean, the Pentagon's got to start footing the bill or I'm going to have to pull the plug. And then there was a huge backlash. Mm. Again, this is my interpretation, not knowing what I'm talking about. If you have more details, feel free to fill them in. The, the The backlash, the way it felt to me was like, so some private citizen who's got a lot of money comes in and provides Internet for Ukraine. And when he says, I don't want to keep doing this, can the Pentagon pick up the tab? And they say, no. He says, well, I'm going to have to pull the plug then. And then the hate came down on Elon. Mm. we're spending billions of dollars on this. Billions. just So because he got in early to help out, it's on him then as a, as a private citizen to pay for this? Well, remember the
3: undercurrent of Twitter is always angry stupidity. Every single minute. Or angry ignorance. Not that that's all that's on there, but it's on there. You know, I... It's funny. I missed that part. I followed the part where Elon floated his peace plan that the Kremlin loved and Kiev hated. And part of that was that, look, the Russians get to hold on to Crimea. And he was not allowing Starlink to be used around Crimea or in Crimea because he thought that was escalating or something. And that was controversial.
0: Mm-hmm. So he announced yesterday that the company SpaceX would continue to fund the Starlink Internet service in Ukraine, which is very important. That's the way people are communicating. That's the way the military is communicating. It's where everybody's uh, where it has become a digital lifeline for both soldiers and civilians. This is from the Washington Post. Musk, the world's richest man, drew criticism on Friday when he said on Twitter to this company that could not indefinitely fund Ukraine's use of Starlink. It's again, is is because he was willing out of the kindness of his heart to try to help out the Ukrainians, he's on the hook for it forever? Even though we're giving billions of dollars to Ukraine? It just seems weird to me. Just ridiculous, yeah. The service has been crucial for the Ukrainian Army's communication as it advances into territory run by uh, Russia. CNN reported that SpaceX had sent a letter to the Pentagon last month asking it to take over funding of Ukraine's use of Starlink, which was built and operated by SpaceX. But on Saturday, Mr. Musk Musk changed course again, saying uh, to hell with it. That's what he tweeted after the pushback. He said, to hell with it. Even though Starlink is losing money, other companies are getting billions of tax dollars. We'll just keep funding it. For free. That's ridiculous. Um Yeah, well that's what I thought. I just I wondered if I was missing something on that. Or is he just he did something nice, and now he's like being punished for it. He 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 believed that he, as a private company, could fa- much faster get that internet going for Ukraine, and he did, and he was right. right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when he writes a letter to the Pentagon and says, "Okay, can you now that I got it up and going, and we're way into this, and we're spending billions of dollars, can the Pentagon pick up the tab?" No. And then there was hate came down on him for You're pulling the richest the plug.
2: man
3: in the world. Why don't you pay for it? Exactly. Why don't you help those
0: nice people? You've got plenty yeah. of money. uh
3: I don't know. Ugh. And as the Ukrainians depend on Starlink, the Russian forces depend on, on the one hand, braces, and on the other hand, hip replacements. We'll be talking about that as they rush these poor new conscripts, those two poor, dumb, or unconnected to the front with terrible results. Ugh!
0: What an interesting relationship we've got going on with this. Here, This is his actual tweet from the world's richest man. The hell with it. Even though Starlink is losing money and other companies are getting billions of taxpayer dollars, we'll just keep funding Ukraine government for free. Well, don't
3: respond to the idiots, Elon. I mean, there, surely there's a way to get this done properly, or maybe not. But, I mean, how which, much money is Raytheon making and, and Lockheed Martin and all the, all the defense contractors? Don't, don't respond to which idiots?
0: The idiots on Twitter. Well, I, think, I think he's also responding to the Pentagon, who said, no, they're not going to help him out. Well, that's unbelievable. You know, it's funny. Uh, we received a great email with a link to an article.
3: It was all about military procurement. And I spent a bit of last evening reading it and trying to comprehend it. And I thought, man, this is too complicated and in the weeds to really effectively present on the show. But the point, unless I missed it, was that traditional military procurement policy is so slow and bureaucratic, and you know, it's wrapped up in the the realities and the politics of World War II and the Cold War and the rest of it. It takes for. Ever to do anything. Forever. By the time you're done ordering something, the technology has changed five times. And this guy, who is active duty military, uh, or recently discharged, but anyway, uh, his point was, if this does not change, we're screwed. It's impossible to stay up to date. There are so many great possibilities, but uh, part of it is that You know, we've shipped so much stuff to Ukraine, so many artillery shells and and smart bombs and the rest of it, that we're crazy low on it, but it's going to take a very long time to get the new stuff uh, into the coffers. So anyway, probably too complicated and above my pay grade, as they say. But, man, it it would be crazy if the Chinese horde comes over the hills of the West Coast, invades the country at some date in the future.
0: Comes over the hills on foot. They're going to invade us on foot. Oh, it's kind of surprising.
3: Well, at they, they, they first, you know, you're familiar with the coast. They'd have to get on the coast and then come over the hills mm-hmm. on the coast. But anyway, uh, the point is they would appear somewhere or other. <laughs> and, uh, and and, and uh, it's in its dying breath, the United States of America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, would say, if only the bureaucracies hadn't Crushed our ability to defend ourselves.
0: Rawr! <coughs> well, right. So that's uh, what I was talking about last week. That video that came out of the January sixth hearing. One of the Sunday talk shows got into that topic of why was there so, much, so many layers of ah, right bureaucracy and everything like that with Nancy running around and Chuck Schumer and everybody like trying to get everybody to sign off on for what an hour and a half while the Capitol almost got taken over by crazy people, right? They're, they're trying to get through the layers and layers of who's responsible for this and who's who's in charge of what. I thought that's, that was
3: horrible. You know, and a final uh, piece of evidence uh, to make the case, Your Honor. I finally got back to and finished uh, The Fifth Act by Elliot Ackerman. His wonderful book, wonderful troubling book about Afghanistan, The Fifth Act, referring to the horrific withdrawal and that disaster And that whole incredibly chaotic withdrawal, who got out, who didn't, came down to, in large measure, who served with whom in the Marine Corps, who knew who else from the CIA, who knew a colonel who could call in a favor with a congressman, and the rest of it. It was entirely personal contacts, the bureaucratic uh, part of it, the State Department, the military, etc. They were utterly unable to execute a plan, completely unable.
0: Unbelievable. We have some more Ukraine stuff, the art of polling, a whole bunch of different things to talk to you about today. Also, the effort to castrate Pablo Escobar's hippos, the ongoing effort. Oh, Stay with us. I'm not up on that story. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty.